0: Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated G for general audience.
2: Ho, ho! On Dasher! On Dancer! On Prancer! And
0: Podcast!
3: Uh, Jack, uh, isn't that supposed to be Vixen? Uh,
0: We had to leave Vixen back at the stables, bundled up and sleeping in straw because of the flu. Remember, David? (sighs) Half of the reindeer have a fever and... Hey, why aren't you wearing the elf boots and hat? You're gonna get as sick as Santa if you're not careful.
3: Yeah, my toes are in agony in those boots. They don't curl upwards like worker elves, you know? Why do you get to wear the Santa suit anyway? Hey,
0: we agreed that I'm the more stout of us two. Besides, there's no picnic for me. This fake beard itches. But we all have to make sacrifices. It's Christmas. Well, yes,
3: and why did Father Christmas call us for the Christmas Eve sleigh ride anyway? Well,
0: when he knew he couldn't make the ride, he looked through his list. And
3: checked it twice, no doubt. Yes,
0: that. And, and, well... We deliver audio drama every week for almost 15 years. He figured yeah,
3: he it- couldn't get a hold of
0: anyone else, could he? He get a hold of anyone else. But, but don't worry, we've got his list and the sled pretty much drives itself. Even though we're down to the Flying B team. <coughs> sorry, Radio Flyer. We can make it. I know we can.
3: Okay, but what's the episode tonight on the Sonic Society? Oh,
0: right! We're, we're, we're blessed to have David Farquhar's voices in the Wind Troop and their latest holiday release. Oh, of course. Finding his voice. Starring none other than David Alt, John Bell, and Laura Van Veen. Alright,
3: and it all begins right here. On
0: the
2: Sonic Society! Oh oh oh. <laughs>
4: Voices in the Wind Audio Theater presents Finding His Voice, written and directed by George Zarr.
5: And the mountains are as resplendent in their snowy white.
6: Hold it. Hold it, Gloria. You're too close to the... Could you please back away from the mic just a bit?
5: Really, Stephen? This is where you asked me to stand.
6: No, you're not following my note. I taped it on the mic stand for you. You're a little too close, darling.
5: (sighs) Okay. Is this better? Testing. One, two, three, four. Testing. One, two... Yeah, that's
6: better. Voice Frequency Studio, Gloria Peters. Description, page 54A, take 25. Rolling.
5: And the mountains are as resplendent in their snowy white covering as the Arctic bears of Hold the it.
6: holy it, Gloria. What? That's Arctic. There's a sea in the middle. I already gave <sighs> you a note on that.
5: That's what I said, Stephen.
6: Arctic. You said Arctic. It's Arctic.
5: I can swear that's what I said, but whatever.
6: I can play you it back. You don't have
5: to play it back. Let's just move on. Arctic Arctic.
6: Right. This will be the good take. Voice Frequency Studio, Gloria Peters description, page 54A, take
5: twenty six. <clears throat> Arctic. Rolling. Arctic. And the mountains are as resplendent in their snowy white covering as the Arctic No Arctic. Arctic. I know, Gloria. Stephen, I know.
6: Do you want me to make some marks on your No! Story? Let's try that again. Voice, Frequency Studio, Gloria Peters, description... Do page. you
5: have to make that announcement each time I make a mistake? Just say rolling.
6: Fine. Rolling, take 27. You
5: don't have to say it that way, Steven. What way? Take 27.
6: <laughs> it is take 27. You don't
5: have to throw it in my Look, face!
6: let's stop here. It's after 6, everyone's gone home, and... Zack is due in the studio any minute. Take a break. I'll talk to him about how the writing's going on the rest of the narration script. When we're done, we'll pick up recording where we left off. Zack's a pretty fast writer, so it won't take too long. And for... what
5: does that mean? What? Why did you say he's fast?
6: Zack is a fast writer. He's experienced.
5: And I'm slow at voiceover because I'm not?
6: Hold on. I'm coming out there. No,
5: just stay locked up in your little recording booth, sitting in your favorite chair with all your little computers and complicated mixing okay, boards and wires Gloria, and...
6: You're just a little tired, that's I'm all. I'm a little
5: what, Steven? Tired? You're always so sure you know how I feel, don't you?
6: Gloria, stop. Give me a kiss, sweetheart. You
5: want to know how I feel now, Steven? The thought of kissing you turns my stomach.
3: Behave, Gloria. Hey! Hi, everybody. How are Mr. and Mrs. Peters today? And how has the recording session been going, you two lovebirds? Yeah,
5: lovebirds. More like vultures. Gloria,
3: behave yourself. Oh. Uh, did I... did I catch you two at a bad time? I, I can come back later and-
6: No, no, Zach. Don't be silly. You're right on time for the script meeting. Look... I have to go in the back room and get a second cable for my good headphones. They keep shorting when I hit the green switch. It'll take me five, ten minutes. Why don't you chat with Gloria while I'm hunting for that cable? She enjoys talking to you. You're the only one who can cheer her up when she's in a mood. I'll be right
7: back.
5: Hold me, Zach. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I, somebody might see the us. The whole studio went home. It's just us. Hold okay, me. Okay,
3: okay. Feel better?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I hate him! Him and his good headphones It'll work and his. Out
3: just a little while longer, sweetheart.
5: Make it go faster, Zach. A year of being married to Stephen is like a 30 year jail sentence! I can't take another second of his smug superior... Sit tight.
3: We'll keep our eyes open and the perfect opportunity will present itself. Kiss me. Oh, come on, Gloria. He'll be back in a second. I don't
5: care, Zack. He just adores telling me what to do, how to do it. Like I'm an idiot or something. I married him so I could get a leg up in the voiceover industry. Commercials. Narrations. You kind
3: of knew at this. Stephen's been in the business for years. You wanted him to train you he so you could- He lectured
5: me for ten minutes before when I dared to touch his precious headphones. And he loves writing all those little instruction notes and sticking them all over the place. He doesn't trust me to say, or do, or touch anything in his precious studio. Look over there.
3: What the the light switch He
5: taped up a little note for me on how to turn it on.
3: Just be patient. I'm going to spring your idea on Stephen in a few minutes. The the vacation for the two of you, me tagging along. Yes, I-
5: yes. This place is a gold mine. Pretty soon I'll be the owner of this studio. Uh,
3: until we get married, right?
5: Right. Everybody around here will be working for us. All the clients will be our clients.
3: It'll just be the two of us.
5: If you can make my idea happen. It's
3: going to happen. I'll make it happen. For you. It'll be boom, accident,
5: gone. Oh, Zach. It's got to happen. Hmm. Boom, accident, gone.
7: (laughs) I'm here for my 2 p.m. appointment with Dr. Fleming. The
5: doctor has another patient in his office. He's running a little late. If you'll please have a seat over there, I'll call you when he's...
4: Good attitude to take, Stephen. A very positive attitude.
5: Oh, Dr. Fleming, your 2 p.m. is here. Just
4: a moment, nurse. I'm finishing up with Mr. Peters. So, Stephen, please call me if you need any further clarification about... No,
6: no, you've laid it out pretty clearly, Dr. Fleming. And I do have something, someone, to keep me in a positive frame of mind... My wife, Gloria. But she needs a little change of pace. Oh? I've been trying to train her in the voiceover business since we got married. She's not... She's not the most talented person I've ever worked with. She's getting frazzled and tired. Mm, How long has it been since you two took a vacation? Oh, well, it's been a year ago on our honeymoon. But I had to rush back before it was... There's just so much to do at the recording studio all my clients, and supervising my staff and all their recording sessions, including my own. Well, sounds like a gold mine. That's what Gloria says. (laughs) But mining gold takes a lot of hard work. Yes, it sure does. Zach, he's my writer, Zach came up with an idea. We have three projects that require some research. He suggested taking a trip to each place and do our research in person, so I'm closing down Voice Frequency Studio for a couple of weeks, giving my whole staff a little time off. Gloria and I can travel on a working vacation, get out of the studio. And Zach's coming along because he
4: knows how to jolly up Gloria. Well, that's more like it. But remember that half of the phrase work and vacation is vacation. So don't forget to enjoy yourself. Keep it positive, it'll be so much better for you. And I'll call you as soon as I get the results. Okay, Dr. Fleming. Thanks for everything. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, Stephen. Nurse, uh, give me a few minutes and then send in my 2 p.m. appointment.
0: Yes, Doctor.
6: (laughs) Well, this planning is fun. Isn't this planning fun, Gloria?
5: Yes, yes. Planning anything. So much fun with you, Steven.
3: So read back what we got so far, Zach. Looks like we're done. Our itinerary is all sketched out. Only things left to do are to book the flights, hotels. Then we can be on our way.
5: Excuse me, would any of you three folks like dessert? Uh, None for
3: me, thanks. Uh, I'll pass.
5: Yes, I'll... Hmm. I see you have pie. What kinds do you have? Today we have apple, peach, and I believe blueberry. Wait, let me think. Yes, we have blueberry, too. Oh, great. I love blueberry. I'll have the blueberry pie.
6: Gloria, look at what you've done.
5: What? What have I done, Stephen?
6: You used your dessert fork for your chicken.
5: Oh, did I, Stephen?
6: Well, yes, you must have. It must have been cleared away with the meal. How many times do I have to remind you? You keep forgetting about your dessert fork. Do you need me to write a note about that, darling? Gloria, do you need um, me to...
3: Stephen, I think she's okay without the note.
6: Well, if you think so, Zach. Waiter, please bring another dessert fork with Mrs. Peter's blueberry pie. Just
5: forget the blueberry pie. Suddenly, I'm not feeling like any dessert.
6: Don't listen to my wife, Waiter. Bring that blueberry pie. Come on, Gloria. You get cranky when you don't get your dessert.
5: I'm gonna get crankier if I do get dessert, Stephen.
6: Okay. Have it your way. No dessert waiter. We're done.
5: Then I'll be back with the check. No rush, folks. Take your time. So,
6: where were we, Zach? Why don't you go over what we sketched out for the itinerary? (laughs) I want to make sure Gloria understands.
5: Yes, Zach. I'm rather stupid, so make sure you talk really slowly so I can understand everything. Gloria,
6: behave.
5: Ooh, I've got a better idea. Why don't you draw pictures for me, Zach? Really big pictures.
3: I don't like the tone of your... Gloria, come on. This is all about a vacation, remember? Relax.
6: Yes, you're right, Zach.
3: Be patient, Gloria. I bet you'll really enjoy this trip. I think it'll open up new worlds for you.
5: Yeah, it will. New worlds. I guess I just can't wait, Zach.
3: That's better.
6: (laughs) You're a miracle worker, Zach. I'm glad you're coming along on this trip. You know just how to talk Gloria out of her crabby moods.
5: Crabby moods after I've been talking to you, (sighs) Stephen.
6: Gloria, if you can't say anything nice, then just don't say
3: anything.
5: Anybody have a pen so I can write that down?
3: Um, Anyway, this trip will allow Voice Frequency Studio to cover all three projects. For the music part, we fly right from here to New York City. Then, for the television portion, we'll fly to Hollywood. They're giving us access to the soundstage. And for the movie project, we're going directly to the location where they're filming, up in the Rockies in Montana. The Rockies.
6: Nice time of year to go, right, Gloria? Gloria?
5: If I can't say anything nice, Stephen, well, then I'm not saying
6: anything. But you are going to say something nice, right?
5: If you consider a four-letter word nice, Stephen. Um,
6: That's great planning, Zach. We visit New York, California, and the Rocky Mountains. So, you didn't answer me, Gloria. It's a nice time of year to be going to the Rocky Mountains, right?
5: It's going to be so nice, Stephen, that I'll remember it for the rest of my life.
6: What is it, Gloria?
5: Nothing. Nothing. I was unbuckling my seatbelt. Seatbelt? Sorry I woke you up. Go back to sleep.
6: Uh, Is anything... No.
5: Everything's fine. Just go back to sleep. We're landing soon. I need to use the restroom in the back of the plane. Someone's using the one up front. (laughs) Hurry back. Right. Just go back to sleep. You jerk, you almost spilled that hot coffee on me. I'm so sorry, ma'am. You backed out of your seat so quickly. Yeah, well, I don't have eyes in the back of my head, stupid. I'm going to file a complaint with the airline when we land yeah, and... Is everything
6: okay, Gloria? Yes.
5: Go back to sleep, Stephen. The idiot flight attendant nearly scalded me with coffee. I'm so sorry, ma'am. You stood up so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Just keep out of my way for the rest of the flight. Understand? Understand? Yes, ma'am.
3: What was going on over there? I've been standing back here oh, for-
5: I'm so sorry, Zach. I'm playing my sad violin for you. I had to wait until Stephen was asleep, then he kept waking up every time I tried to get out of my seat. Then the dumb flight attendant almost- Hey, look. I got back here. That's all that matters. So what did you figure out?
3: These back rows are empty. Let's get out of the aisle and sit down.
5: Oh, Zack. Zach.
3: Come on, Gloria, not here. There's a flight attendant over there.
5: She's not coming anywhere near me. So?
3: So, it's all set. We'll land in New York, get to the hotel. You're going
5: to kill him in the hotel. Stop, let me finish. You can't blame a girl for getting a little anxious. Well,
3: the girl will have to stop getting anxious till I at least get through talking.
5: Just make my idea work.
3: We unpack and freshen up at the hotel, then we head out to that evening recording session It's
5: Manhattan, Zach. Rush hour, everybody heading home. How are we going to get a taxi from the hotel to the- I
3: planned it that way. I'll suggest to Stephen that we take the subway so we can get to the session on time. But
5: that's the 42nd Street Station. The subway will be mobbed.
3: Right, lots of people on the platform, lots of people getting on and off the trains. We stand by the edge of the platform waiting for the next train. A push? I'll stand beside Stephen, bend over like I'm tying my shoe, give him an accidental nudge. He loses his balance and falls down into the tracks right in front of the train as it pulls into the station. I didn't think my idea would be this easy to...
5: Please return to your seats and fasten your seatbelts in preparation for landing. I apologize again for bumping into the woman in seat 90. And I'm still filing a complaint. Okay,
3: okay, Let, let's get back to our seats. See you in the terminal when we get out of here. Wait a
5: minute. You're not getting away from me that easily.
3: Mm. <sniffs> yeah. Nice.
5: Always more of kisses where that came from.
2: Mm. When?
5: When my husband is dead.
3: Over there, uh, the subway entrance. It looks pretty crowded.
6: So let's take a taxi to the session. It'll be a lot more... Popular.
5: No! We have to take the subway!
6: Are... Are you okay, Gloria? Are these crowds getting
3: to you? Come on, let's um, get a taxi and... No,
5: um... I mean... She means
3: the subway will be faster, Stephen, With all this traffic.
5: Right, faster. Than a cab.
6: I guess so. Let's head downstairs.
3: Yeah, it is kind of... Uh, I'm sorry, excuse uh, me. Excuse me.
7: Oh, I'm Um, liking
6: the subway idea. Kind of crowded, Stephen. to see a little of the real New York. (laughs) We need to get out of our daily rut and experience something different. Right, Gloria?
5: Me? The closer we get to the train, Stephen, the
6: more I like it. I can see the train lights back there coming into the station it with all these people.
3: Let's let's push. Get up front Wait, near the edge of the platform.
6: Right, <laughs> yeah, push. I Love it. Reminds me of my football days in college. Follow me.
7: Excuse me.
3: Here it comes. Yeah, keep
4: pushing, Stephen. <gasps> We're right behind you. Ow. Gloria. Ow. Gloria, you again? Okay. Forty-second I, I hit, hit that. The the ow.
6: Zach, when you bent over, you pushed Gloria yeah, into the train. I, I, Good thing it was slowing down. Should have been a second sooner. She would have fallen into the tracks well, and had right, been. Wait, I didn't mean to. I'm
5: okay, it was an accident. Just a bruise on my shoulder where I bounced off the train.
6: All the same, you should have looked behind you, Gloria. On such a crowded platform. Remember my note about always being aware of your surroundings. I'm so-
5: okay, Stephen. Next time I'll wear a rubber coat so I can bounce off the trains. Just forget about it. Let's get the next train so we can make it to the session. Well,
6: just be more careful. Uh, Accidents happen.
5: Yes, they do, Zach. But sometimes not to the right person.
8: And over here, Zach, these are the bigger speakers we just bought for the studio. For now, we're stacking them up on top of each other. Uh, is
3: that setup steady? They look pretty hefty. Oh,
8: sure. These straps are more than enough to hold them against the wall. Should be totally stable. We'll mount the permanent supports in a couple of days. Great.
3: Why don't you sit over here by these speakers, Stephen? You'll get a better view of the musicians through the glass. Uh, Gloria, you sit in the middle. I'll sit on the far side. Thanks so much, Pete, letting us sit in on a session. Don't get to see a lot of music recording. It's my life. Six days a week. And that's when
8: business is slow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, Mr. Peters, don't you do any music recording back home? Rarely, Pete. Voice Frequency Studio isn't this
6: fancy. And this session will be a real novelty for you. <laughs> the real novelty is that I'm
8: sitting in a recording studio as a guest, not behind the mixing board. Hey, everybody. Let's try a take. When we're done, Mr. Peters, I'll mix down the tracks and send them to you in your studio in a few days. Should be there by the time you get back from your trip.
6: Hey, Pete, can you hear me in the booth? Got a question.
8: Yeah, Tommy, what's up?
6: Those two folks in the booth? With you and Mr. Peters?
5: I hear one of them wrote the lyrics for this song we're doing. I'd like to answer him, Pete.
8: Sure, ma'am. Hold down this talkback button.
5: Hi, Tommy. This is Gloria. The lyrics of this...
8: <laughs> That's my
6: wife, Tommy. She's Mrs. Peters.
5: That is correct. I am Stephen's wife. But you can call me Gloria. Thank you. And the answer to your question is yes. The lyricist of the song is here in the booth. It's me,
8: let go of the talkback button so Tommy can answer, Mrs. Peters. Don't call
5: me Miss Peters. It's Gloria.
8: Oh, uh, Gloria. Yes. Uh, the button?
5: The lyrics are really tasty, Gloria. Right, Tamron? Yeah, they are. Thanks very much.
8: Push the talkback button,
7: Gloria.
5: Right. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Zach here is a writer, but I wanted to try to write some lyrics this time.
8: Is everybody ready
5: for a take?
8: We're all ready. Let's do it, Tamron.
7: Yep, I'm ready.
8: Voice Frequency Studio Project, take one.
7: Blackbirds dart in a dull gray sky. Faceless people are rambling by. Food seems tasteless, crumbling dry you mm-hmm. People are rambling by. Food seems tasteless, crumbling dry.
8: Nice. Great first take. Why don't you come into the booth and listen down? I'll give you a few notes and we'll try another take. I never heard those lyrics before, Zach. They're not what you
6: showed me back in the studio. Why did Gloria rewrite them? She's I, not sorry, a writer. Sorry,
3: I didn't have a chance to run the new version by you, Stephen. I, I was busy with a couple of scripts and... And
5: I told Zach I wanted to write the words. My husband owns the studio, so I outrank Zach.
6: But you're not a writer, Gloria, and it's kind of kind of negative. Yes, that song is kind of negative when you are gone. you're married to me. It should be more positive.
5: I don't care what you think, Stephen. I love that song, and I'm gonna write more lyrics, no hey, matter the... what.
8: Watch out oh,
5: oh. Ah. Uh.
7: if
8: If I didn't knock you off the, the speakers. Crushed the chair. I sat there because...
6: Because you told Zach you had support straps on those speakers. I did, I...
8: That's strange. The straps. They got unlatched. Somehow.
3: Uh, Stephen. Gloria, are you two up? Uh, I think they stopped serving breakfast at around...
5: Good morning, Zach. I'm ready. Let's go. Oh,
3: Morning, Gloria. isn't Isn't Stephen coming downstairs for breakfast? No,
6: I'm not. You and Gloria go on ahead without me.
5: Stephen wants to refold the clothes in his suitcase. Right.
6: We're heading to the airport after breakfast, and I don't like the way Gloria folded my clothes. I'll catch up with you two in a few minutes.
3: Okay, sure, Stephen.
5: Why don't you repaint the room, honey? I'm sure you don't like the color the hotel chose.
6: Behave, Gloria. Oh, and don't forget the elevator is just to the left of our room. (laughs) That's why I chose this room. It's on that note I left for you.
5: You mean this gray door? The one with the two buttons on the side and the big sign that says, Elevator? Elevator. Thanks, darling. If you hadn't reminded me, I might have walked out of the window by mistake. I hope he walks out a window and not by mistake. Come on, elevator. Faster! I have to get far away from my husband. It's not
3: that bad, Gloria. If it was, why did you stay married to Stephen for a whole year?
5: And lose out on Voice Frequency Studio. I want a career in voiceover, and now I want that studio. But he's driving me nuts. Stephen and his training and his notes and his... Oh, and what was that all about at the recording session? I
3: unlatched those straps on the speakers. I had him sit next to those speakers. He should have
5: still alive, Zach. Steven is still alive. You've got to kill him before I can- Shh, Gloria. Pardon me, is this elevator going down? No, lady. It's going up and we're standing on our heads. What? What is that supposed to- Nitwick, let her take the stairs.
3: That wasn't nice, Gloria.
5: Really? That wasn't nice? Do you know what really, really isn't nice, Zach? You just hanging around and watching me suffer. When the heck are you gonna kill Steven, huh? I came up with the idea for the trip. Now it's your turn. I mean, he's still up in the room. Blow up the hotel, set it on fire, do something. We're
3: flying to Los Angeles. In the airport car rental lot, it'll happen there.
5: It better happen. Come here, kiss me.
3: (laughs) Stop, stop. What's wrong with you? We're in the lobby and... Let them
5: see me kissing you. Nobody cares.
3: Stephen cares.
5: But Stephen isn't going to be around a whole lot longer. Right, Zach? (laughs)
7: This is airport car
4: rental. We apologize for the construction. Be cautious when you need the shuttle bus. And please make sure to take all of the
7: work. Have a
5: nice day. And
3: and watch your step, Gloria. All these metal cables and concrete blocks.
5: Stop telling me what to do! You sound like Steven. I can barely stand listening to him, and I am not going to listen to you. Sorry,
3: sorry. I, I guess I've been working for him so long that, uh, Um, speaking of Stephen, where is he? He did say he'd get the car and meet us here, right?
5: That's because you let him leave the terminal ahead of you, instead of the other way around. Well,
3: he didn't want lunch when he got off the plane. You did, so he headed out first.
5: Oh, blame me, Zach. What does my lunch have to do with you? Your plan was to get to the airport rental lot first, remember? Well, of course i It would have been him getting off the shuttle bus just now, and you would have the car well, and... Well, I
3: didn't get the car first, and I didn't run him down, okay?
5: You and your plans, you screw up as soon as you think of them. Don't you understand? I want my husband dead! And I want that voice frequency recording studio! Not
3: like I don't. We'll get it. And... We'll get married.
5: Well, we're not gonna get married if he's still.
3: What's that? Who's that car over? It's it's heading this. It's driving in Behind reverse. Caught the concrete.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Gloria, Gloria, are you okay? Stephen. What? What the? So you both get off the bus. I put the car in reverse. My shoe got caught in the gas pedal. What's
1: the
5: matter with you, Stephen? You almost killed both of us. Stop it! you? You
6: act as if I was trying to kill both of you on purpose! Why would I possibly want to do that, Gloria? Why would I possibly want to do that?
2: Buongiorno, I am Flaudio, and I am very interested in what makes audio drama work. I want to share with you my recipe for a perfect evening, an evening for two lovers, lovers of audio drama. When I plan an audio drama, I want to make sure that everything is perfect for us. The soundscape is the most important thing to set the mood for the night. When I lay in a special ambiance or sound effect, it is very important because it can express what I feel so perfectly. A sound effect can speak for the story when words just cannot capture the love I feel. Love I feel for you. When it is dark, I turn on the sound effects, I turn up the soundscape, and the voices can then dance in a perfect state of bliss, where there is no world except the one we make with our love. No time except what is needed for our story to play out, a story that we will make come true. This audio drama public service announcement was brought to you by The Amigos.
1: Dear friends, it's been quite a year since our last newsletter. Just this time last year, I was spending my very first holiday with Tripp's family. Mansion Thanksgiving! Mansion Thanksgiving! And my fa- well, Jack and Sue might as well be family, right? I hardly remember the food.
5: Keep stirring. I have
1: three eggs! When did you get a ring? You're not going to ask her today, are you? Well, yeah. Trip had planned on proposing during dinner. He was going to pull the ring out of a turkey, but... I I mean he never should have told his dad he was thinking about proposing. It took Junior 2 minutes to turn it into a business opportunity.
6: For the next year, Winthrop Sweets is a wedding factory. Kick her off with you kids.
1: Oh, and he let it slip that he was thinking about divorcing his wife, Katie. Katie, Katie. One
0: year. You can't even make it one year.
5: It's not-
1: but I'm the last wife you are ever going to
7: have.
1: Whoa! No, 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 no,
7: no, 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 no. Yeah, honey,
1: honey. yeah, it's good Thanksgiving. Good stuffing. Anyway, we're sorry if you didn't get an invite to the wedding.
8: Wait, wait, here. You can take my RSVP card with you. An RSVP to what? Your wedding. Hey!
1: Together with their families, Emma Lauren Bishop and Patrick Alastair Huntington Winthrop III request the honor of your presence. I Monday didn't even get an invitation. I heard they were beautiful, though. That son of a bitch!
2: I'm not even finished proposing! Really? This is not how it works! You can't plan my wedding for it. I'm paying for it. I'll pay for
6: it. Your money comes from me. This wedding could be the difference between securing your income for the next 10 years and looking for a summer job in that hideous new Trump hotel. It's not that serious.
1: The planning got away from us a little. My darling father-in-law got us a wedding planner of our very own. Sit, sit, sit. I've got three weeks to spend $85,000 and 100 decisions to make. No, no, no. We've already done the sheath. Change her. I had so many brides. We even ended up in a couple of bridal magazines. Press
6: rehearsal. You don't turn down a chance to be in Hemispheres.
1: Oh,
2: it's an in-flight magazine, Dad. With a
1: circulation of eight hundred thousand. Katie was sweet. She helped a lot with the wedding planning. Even though she and Tripp's dad were, you know, split. Luckily, Stu was around to cheer her up. We made out. Wait, what?
8: A lot. Kind of hard tonight in the van, and now <gasps> oh. I'm, I'm I'm kind of I have a lot of oh, feeling. I don't want to. They
1: worked their way through two whole Kinburns box sets. Isn't it nice to make new friends?
8: Did you just kiss me to hurt him, or did you did you move back because you because you
1: because you're not my boyfriend? No matter how much I like to pretend. Even if I, even if we tried to be something, it would turn out the same eventually.
4: You don't know that.
1: At the same time our dream wedding was coming together, Mr. Winthrop decided to approach me and Jackie, or, well, Jackie, with a business proposition.
0: You can't bribe me with stock options. Not a bribe,
6: a buyout.
1: I'd rather buy shares in Blockbuster. A
6: significant buyout.
1: And after a lot of discussion... We have the tiniest bit of leverage right now. You're not married yet. Not gonna be. Not in that hotel. Mr. Winthrop came to talk to me last week. He gave me this. Uh His social security number? There's a dollar sign on the front there. Whoa. We decided to merge Regal Bride with the Winthrop brand. Now I'm taking a brief hiatus from wedding planning, and Jackie is training new planners all over Texas. She's been to Dallas, El Paso, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, and Houston. She says if she gets any more belt buckles, she's just going to give it up and get a bandolier. I need to know you're coming back. I need a legit reason to text you 46 times a day. I love you. First wife. First love. I miss her. Without Jackie, Tripp and I probably would have ended up married in that tool disaster between you and me i almost bailed
2: i didn't think you would come
1: well i love you right but we pulled a last minute switcheroo with a couple of willing stand-ins
0: why did i choose a mermaid now i cannot move my knees you are perfection Don't knock it
2: off just help me get up on this step oh,
7: thank you hello hello such a happy
1: day and we snuck off to get married at the courthouse i do i do we do too 100%. I pronounce you husband and wife.
7: Finally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us up to January. Oh, jeez, I'm going to need bigger Christmas cards.
8: Coming next week, deck the halls with matrimony, the holiday postcards. Check your podcast feed on Mondays in December.
0: is there a santa claus the following article originally appeared in the editorial page of the new york sun september 21st 1897 and was reprinted for many years in the december 24th editions of the newspaper we take pleasure in answering at once and thus prominently the communication below expressing at the same time our great gratification its faithful author is numbered among the friends of the sun. Dear Editor, I'm eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says, if you see it in the sun, it is so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Virginia O'Hanlon, 115 West 95th Street. Virginia, your friends are wrong. They have been affected by the skepticism of the skeptical age. They do not believe except they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are little. In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant in his intellect, as compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole of truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist. And you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would be the world if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus. You might as well not believe in fairies. You might get your papa to hire men to watch in all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus. But even if they did not see Santa Claus coming down, but even if they did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus. But that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not. But that's no proof that there are none. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders that are unseen and unseeable in the world. You tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside. But there is a veil covering the unseen world, which not the strongest man, not even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived tear apart. Only faith, fancy, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernal beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real? Ah, Virginia. In all this world, there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus. Thank God he lives, and he lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, ten times ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the hearts of childhood.
3: I'm going to sleep for a month.
0: Oh, I know. No wonder he only does this once a year. How's your hot chocolate?
3: Oh, it's just perfect. How's your hot apple cider?
0: Oh, heavenly. You know, I think I might just crash here until next week's show.
3: Oh, good luck finding a dog team to get you out before then, anyway. In the meantime, we could always keep in touch with the outside world through our email at sonicsociety at gmail.com or through Facebook or Twitter And from all of us here, have a glorious and restful holiday.
0: Merry Christmas, David. And
3: Merry Christmas to you, Jack.
0: And to all, a good night. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
9: Hi, my name is Tracy Babian, co-author of the Carlson Chronicles podcast. My husband, J.A. Babian, the main author, had a triple stroke in the latter part of August of this year. Jerry was lifelighted to Tulsa, Oklahoma, with a brain bleed that the doctors thought they were going to have to do surgery on him, which surely would have killed him. Thank the Lord they didn't. He survived that brain bleed and swelling, but he is in need of so much for his recovery. I have started a GoFundMe to help with all the costs that I just don't have. I retired back in April of this year so that I could take care of Jerry, as he was starting to show signs then that I just didn't catch. Little did I know this would be a blessing in disguise. He is fighting this setback of memory loss and 75% use of his right leg arm along with his cognitive speech. Considering the doctor said he would not make it, I consider him to be a miracle. Medicare has only granted 12 visits of physical and speech therapy twice a week. He needs at least 6 months worth of speech therapy alone. That is a total of $4,000 we need to pay up front that I just don't have. So far, we have had $775 in donations of the 10000 we need Come in. Please donate today so that he can get his needed medication, therapy, and also help pay bills that Medicare just will not cover, even if it's only five dollars. I update this account so folks can see his progress. You can go to my Facebook account, Tracy VO, to find the pinned link with the title Jerry Babian Stroke Victim Needs. Jerry says thank you. I still have a lot to write on my stories that I want to get done. Please help me to achieve that goal. Thank you in advance for your donation. Tracy Babian